are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. What's up, guys? Today, I'm talking to Sienna Brown. Sienna lives in Javea, which is in Spain. We're talking about nomad home bases and building communities. Let's do this. Sienna Brown in the house. What's up? Hello. Super excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, this is going to be great. I'm really excited. And also having conversations with you is the best. So it's going to be wonderful. I, I enjoy having conversations with myself. So <laughs> I can't imagine how, how good, great it is for you. Like I'm a little bit delirious because uh, I've been doing, uh, I've done quite a few interviews in, the, in a row, but actually I'm having like throughout the day, I'm just having more and more fun. Yeah, right. The conversation just get better, a little bit more spontaneous uh-huh. as it should be. Yeah, the first interview is always like, oh lord, I'm like so tired. And then second, you know, now we're on like five or six. I'm loving it. So, um, I, and I love talking to you. We met originally. Was it really only in last October? Yeah, it seems like a lot longer. It seems like a lot longer. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of stuffs happen. I feel like yeah, and and but we had such a good time hanging out in Barcelona and then Havea. Yeah which is your base. And just before we, before I get you to intro, intro yourself, cause I'm just bad at intros. Um, uh, today in this episode, if you guys are tuning in on the podcast uh, or here on YouTube, you uh, should know that we're going to be talking about uh, two things and probably many other things, but mainly two things, having a, uh, a home base as a digital nomad. And we'll also be chatting about growing communities, which is one thing that Sienna is like epic at. And so you'll learn that mm-hmm. very shortly. Sienna, you want to do the honors? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so welcome to Beck's podcast. Um, I am Sienna. Um, I am originally from New York, but I've been living in Spain for the past four years. I am the founder of Las Marinas de España, which is an online and offline community for women of color who kind of want to travel and move abroad and just have like fully culturally, cultural immersion experiences. Um, and I also run comms and marketing at Sun & Co, which is the first like co-living space on the Mediterranean, which is based in Javier, Spain, where I go home now. Amazing. All of those yeah. things are so much fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, sorry, go ahead. No, I said it's great. I love what I do. <laughs> Yeah, um, we were, we, when we were talking earlier about like all the things we could talk about, like they're all like in my brain right now. I'm like, oh, I just want to ask you all the things. Um, so let's start with with home bases. How long have you been in Spain and how did you end up in Javier? Yeah, for sure. So um, I've actually been in Spain for the past four years. So six years ago, I was living in Madrid. I was there for six months, really loved it. Went back to New York. Um, I was working in branding community community management, and then I decided to move back in 2014. So I was living in Murcia, which is a town in the south of Spain, for the past three years, and that was kind of my home base. But it's great because while I've been in Spain, I've been able to travel to a bunch of really different places. I've been able to have a lot of really cool opportunities that I probably wouldn't have been able to have if I was traveling all over the, like, all over the world all of the time and or if I was based in New York. So it's been cool because it's kind of allowed me to create a really strong like sense of community both in the expat nomad world and also in the Spanish community. So it's been nice because it's been able to like open me up to a ton of different opportunities that I wouldn't be able to have. One of those opportunities being joining the Sun & Co team, which I joined 
in September. So Sunny Co is a co-living space that I had actually stayed at three different times. The first time was for the Digital Nomad Girls retreat back, I think, two years ago. And so I had come and I really loved the space. And then I ended up coming back like two more times in an eight-month time period. And so I just really loved it, really good with the team. And I joined the team actually to do content marketing and to just kind of be a host and facilitator here in September. So it's great because I'm like able to have my stable base in Spain. I have my community. I have my network in the country. And then I'm also able to travel a ton for work and fun. Um, tell us about Havea. I loved it. And but you yeah. know more about it than I do. <laughs> um, so I really love Havea. I love it a lot because like it's a very quaint town. It's one of those towns where like it's way better during off season than it is during like high tour season. So from September to June, it's just really chill vibes. You have mountains, you have sea, and you just have like the kind of small town atmosphere, but still having like creative people around and you're still able to kind of like create strong bonds with people over here because it's so small. And so for me, it's kind of interesting because the dynamic between where I was living before, which is a little bit of a bigger city versus where I'm living now, it's just like each place kind of has its own thing. So in Javi, it really has like a lot of nature. It's really the perfect place to kind of allow you to just like sit, like be productive and just like actually be present. And if you're able to like have a car, have a like moped scooter, you're able to move around really easily and it's perfect. Awesome. How long was that train ride down? It was like three hours out of Barcelona or something? Yeah, so from Barcelona to Jave, it's probably like a three hour train ride to Valencia and then like a two hour bus ride from Valencia to Jave. Forgot about the bus ride, don't know how I did that. Yeah, no, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's out of the way, which I enjoyed, you know, usually you just go on this like tourist trail, like Barcelona, and then I probably would have gone like, I don't know, somewhere relatively nearby and then left. But like, we had this event in Javier and I was like, I don't even know what that is. Never heard of it. It was so beautiful. Like when we went stand up paddle boarding, I don't think you went with us that day, but like the water was like so clear, beautiful, beautiful place. If you're listening to this and you are planning a and I think, thing, go to Havea. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that's really cool about it is the fact that, like, it's not really well known on the map, but when you find it, you kind of fall in love with it really easily, which is, like, what happened to me. I came here once, and I just kept on coming back, and now I live here. So <laughs> definitely that's magic, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, having that home base in Spain – I know for me, having a home base in Bangkok, I've been able to travel around like tons of places in Asia for really cheap. What kinds of trips have you done around Europe and around that area? Yeah, for sure. So I would say since I moved back, I've done a ton of trips. So like I've gone to Italy, which is great because I got to go with my mom and my sister. I've been to Portugal a ton of times. I've been to Malta. I've been to... Germany, I've been to Morocco. I've also been able to travel a ton like within Spain, which is really great for me because when within Spain there's so many different places that you can kind of go and have different experiences. Um, Paris, the usual. Also last year I had a really cool trip to Reunion Island, which is like next yeah. to Madagascar. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Like one of the best experiences I could have ever had. And so it's cool because like with the cost of living in Spain. And with kind of being able to, like, not have to worry about, like, the traveling all of the time and worrying about different itineraries, like, when you are able to kind of take a trip, you're able to just, like, go out the drop of a hat, like, actually have a really good 
experience without having to worry about it all of the time, you know? So it's cool because I'm able to travel maybe every like month or two months, depending on how I feel. Although this year I've been telling myself that I need to kind of like slow it down on the travel front. So I've been traveling a little bit less this year because last year was kind of insane. But this year I'm going back and forth more to New York because I haven't been doing that recently, which is where I'm from. So I'm going there next month and then I'm also going back in July and August. So it'll be interesting to kind of see because I haven't spent a lot of time there since I've moved. Dude, I went to uh, New York in recently, a few like last month, maybe a month before. I just I met Hannah there for like three days. Yeah. We just like chilled out, and it was the best. Like I loved New York. What? Where are you? What part are you from? So um, I'm originally from Brooklyn. So it's interesting because like I'm from Brooklyn, and that's where I live, and that's where the majority of my family is. And then like my mom and my sister, and my stepdad live in the mountains upstate so when I go I always try and like balance the time between the two mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like I'm from there I've been living there all my life but like my, most of my adult life I've been here in Spain so like people are like hey give me recommendations where these cool places to go and I'm like I'm so out of touch I have no idea but it'll be cool to kind of spend a couple of months there this summer to just kind of like get back into it see friends family and just hang out New York is awesome especially during the summer Oh man, I just loved it. It was it was cold when I was there, but it was the best. It's funny you say that because um, I totally forgot that you're from New York. If I would have remembered, I would have been like, "Dude, Sienna, tell me all the cool places." But to me, you're not like <laughs> you're not like from New York. You're like Spanish to me. So I'm like, right. yeah, like if I was going to Spain, I'd be like, Sienna. But yeah, New York, no. It's so true. I was like, ask me anything you want about like anywhere to go to Spain or any experience. I can tell you at the drop of a dime. But you're like, hey, what's the best cafe in New York? I'm like. So I can give you recommendations <laughs> other people to ask. <laughs> totally. Well, let's talk about your um your community, the uh, Las Morenas de España. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes, uh, I still remember the the uh, the other thing that I learned in Spain. Something about necesitas a bolsa. Yeah, yeah, you need that right. for when you go grocery shopping. Nailed it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you need to learn Spanish. Go somewhere else, because. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So I forgot what I just. Said. Oh yeah, your your uh, community, and it's a blog, right? Like a written blog. Yeah. So it's super interesting because we started out three, almost four years ago. We started out as a blog, so it kind of started out. Because as I was getting ready to move back to Spain, I was looking into like communities of women of color who were living in the country and it didn't exist. And it was kind of like, ah, Spain is really racist. Like everyone thinks I'm a prostitute. And I'm like, bruh, like, I was like, okay, that might be like true in really isolated events. But I lived in Spain. I had a really, like a really good experience as a woman of color. And I think I was really disheartened because the people who haven't been able to have those experiences, they're hearing all of these like negative commentaries. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, cool, let's change this. So I started a blog. I reached out to people who were already living in the country. And the majority of our audience are women of color in the U.S. and the U.K. Um, Although like the site reaches, I think, over 195 countries, which is insane because it's like so niche, but there's a need for it, I guess. Um, so, so it's cool because it started out as a blog and over the years we've kind of started doing smaller events like brunches, dinners, and then a couple of years ago we hosted a conference. So we kind of shifted our 
brand a little bit over the years. So instead of just telling the stories of what it looks like being a woman of color living in Spain, we've kind of expanded a ton and instead now we kind of teach people how to actually move abroad and create the life that they actually want to create in a new country because we found that there was a huge need for it. So the majority of the people who were reading the site weren't actually living in Spain already, but there were the people who were in the U.S. who want to be able to make the move, but they don't necessarily know how. So it's cool because like a couple of years ago, we hosted Thrive, which was a conference where there was a over, I think, 120 people who attended. There were 20 different speakers. And for me, it was insane because it was like validation that people aren't just here to kind of like be here short term. Mm. But instead, they're here to actually, like, make a life and grow professionally. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, setting up an event like that sounds really, um, yeah, like, maybe intimidating is the word. You know, like, for me, I, you know, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I just find um, even building the community up to that point is just, like, it sounds it sounds crazy to me like I would never in my brain it's one of those things that I totally know is psychological but yeah. it's still there doing its thing you know what I mean yeah and I think I mean I think the thing that makes it really special is that for the first two years we didn't think about actually being a business you know which is I think what happens a lot of times so like you want to kind of grow something and create something and you kind of think about it from a business point of view but for me it was really just like how do we create really strong connections and how do people feel comfortable and connected enough with us to actually be able to trust us because it's like cool I can share all of the advice in the world but what makes me different than like any of these other people and so for us it was just like sharing our experiences learning and like doing it from a really authentic place and that's why I think that we've been able to grow so quickly and we've been able to have the impact that we have because for the first few years, it was just like all of the free content, all of the free everything. And then when it came time to host an event, host a conference, now we host retreats as well. We have one coming up in like, ah, next Sunday it starts, which is crazy. But it's crazy because, yeah, you're able to now offer these experiences and people know you and trust you well enough to be able to pay for them and want to come and want to fly in from the U.S. to Spain for like four days. Which for me, I'm always like, wow, this is crazy. Like how do you create this from nothing? And then you realize that like when you do it from an authentic place and truly trying to help other people, then they keep on coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Did you, so you started out um, a while back, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just giving out free content and then developed that. How do you find is the best way to foster that um, trust and connection? And I mean, the answer is be authentic, but what does that mean? Yeah, so like from our standpoint, it meant talking about something people actually cared about, you know? Because I think a lot of people, when they start getting content or they blog, they think from their own point of view. So they're kind of like, ah, what would I want to read or what would I want to hear? And a lot of times, like, it's about really knowing who you're talking to. And we did a lot of work with that. So, like, we took a lot of time figuring out, okay, who is our actual audience? What do they actually want to hear? And we've had to pivot a lot. So like we started off talking to people who are actually in Spain and then we realized the people who are here, they just kind of want to like network within themselves. But like the people who we actually need to be talking to, they have to be the people who haven't made the move yet. Mm -hmm. So we thought that, okay, when it was like, when it was my turn to make the move, what are the things that I really wanted? What's the content that people actually want? 
Um, and I also think like over providing, over providing is something that definitely makes a difference because like the internet is so oversaturated, you know what I mean? Like there, there's a million blogs out there. There's a million websites, there's a million people trying to sell you stuff. And so it's really like going above and beyond to give content that's more than just like a 500 word article that anyone can write. But it's like, this is me actually giving you everything that I know, putting it on the table and hoping that it helps. Yep. And yeah, and so Danny, who runs community and content for us, she's done a really, really amazing job at just like figuring out like the writers that we have and also her writing is amazing. And so just kind of really being able to like tap into that and like over deliver essentially. Over deliver. I love that. Um, yeah, as someone who like has recently, you know, relatively recently started putting out content like as prolifically as possible, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's good. Like that resonates with me. Like put out this here, this is me, this is everything I know. You know, like I'm not great at it, but look, this is what I got. So here you go. And uh and hopefully in the future that will um you know i mean i'll obviously continue to do it and hopefully in the future i'll be able to build a bigger brand and and build something that's bigger than myself and continue learning and and teach like learning and teaching you know what i mean yeah absolutely and i also think something else that really helps excuse me it's like talking about hardships as well so like for me i think that that's something people resonate with even more than like the wins you know because it's always great to share like all the really good things that you're doing but also talking about like the times when things are difficult or like the way that you kind of like overcame something that was a little bit hard. And for me, I think that was one of the most important. So like also talking about like the things that might be difficult, but instead of like complaining about it, it's like, okay, I'm going to talk about it and then tell you possible ways to kind of like fix it for yourself. So mm-hmm. like your own experiences to kind of help people shape their future experiences or kind of like prevent them from having the same mistakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, that reminds me of Katya. Do you know Katya Varbanova? She does um, live stream stuff, videos. No, but I'm gonna I'll write it down and look into her. Check her out. She's like she knows what she's talking about. Um, she was talking about the types of stories that we tell to people, to our audiences, and one of them. Um, and I spent a long time talking about my like rags to riches story, um, yeah. and I feel like I may have carried that on a little bit too long, but after a while she's like you don't need to tell those stories anymore then you move on to stories of reinvention and it gives people like you know because the the types of stories that you tell attract a type of like person or buyer or whatever and then so she said you know when you're when you're telling this rags to riches stories you're getting a certain type of person and it's really great you know you should but then you know you want to eventually um build on that and then start telling stories of reinvention instead oh this thing happened and then I changed and I developed and here's what I learned and and now you know here's what I'm teaching you and I think since I've started telling those stories and talking in that way I definitely have had better responses um and more I don't even know maybe more authentic responses because it's not one of those stories that people are jaded by of like oh one time I had this now I've got you know like these, I feel like um, reinvention stories are much more authentic. Yeah, and I also think kind of like piggybacking off of what you're saying, I also think like as founders or as creators of different brands evolve, their brand has to evolve with them. And that's something that I noticed because of course the first like two or three years 
my story was like, ah, this is how I moved to Spain. This is what I did. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, Sienna, like everyone gets it. You live in Spain, but I've been able to kind of now go through the journey of being, because my first three years, as I was growing Las Marinas, I was also an English teacher, which is the most, it's the easiest and most common way for Americans to live in Spain. But a lot of people think that their story has to stop there. So they don't necessarily know how to like grow professionally and like take it to the next step which is something that I was able to do. So like now I have a work and residency visa. I work for Sun & Co, which is like the dream job because they're amazing. And so now my story's kind of evolved to being like, okay, this is how you can start your, your experience abroad and then this is how you can kind of like take it to the next level. Mm. And then you find that like, as you kind of evolve as your story and evolve as a person, the people who you're talking to are kind of like grabbing onto that and they kind of want to take it to the next level as well. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. What did you say a brand has to evolve with? With the founder. So, like, as the founder or the creator evolves, a brand evolves with it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah, because in the same way that, like, as individuals, we aren't living this stagnant story continuously the same way that a brand does it. And I mean, if you're truly at the heart of your brand, you'll kind of see how it grows as you grow as a person. And I think if it isn't growing, then something's not right you know yeah it's the same with your bank account you can't really like expect for your bank account to grow if you're not growing um and i wanted to i just wanted you to repeat that because that's your quotable for the uh, the episode that would be a little quote card on that tomorrow um <laughs> all right uh let's move on to the quick fire round are you ready for that i'm so ready i'm excited you don't look ready. No, I'm just kidding. That's good. I have uh, <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so let's hear, let's hear firstly your favorite book slash genre if you don't know book. My favorite book is The Power of Habit. My favorite book ever. I love it. Don't ask me who it's by because I can't remember right now, but it's a book that I've read over and over again because, and like, it's not, it's not the typical book that you would think about, but the reason why I love it is because by trade, like, I studied psychology, so I'm a little bit of a psych nerd, but I also am huge on habits, and, like, the majority of things that we do consciously or subconsciously are based on the habits and the different things that we do from day to day, and so I think a lot of people think that they aren't able to be successful or skinny or healthy or wealthy or whatever because of outside circumstances, but a lot of it has to do with the habits that you have and the choices that you choose to make on a day-to-day basis, 100%. and if you haven't read the book, read it, study it, live by it. And for me, it's like something that I always come back to and I really love it. And another one, because yeah. another one that I really love is called Living Forward. Um, but that's kind of on a different aspect because it's a little bit more interactive. But Living Forward is by Michael Hyatt. And the reason why I really love it is because it really makes you take a good look at your life and where you're currently at versus where you want to be. And not just in the professional sense, but like in a very holistic way. So it makes you look at your relationships, your sense of creativity, um, friendships, family, like personal growth. And it really just makes you kind of like take a real evaluation of like, okay, this is where I am versus what my ideal life looks like. And it's super powerful. I revisit that book at least once a year and kind of like see how I've grown over the year and where where I want to be going. Awesome. That, uh, those two links will be in the show notes at digitalnomad.me. Um, I'm definitely going to pick those up because I take your recommendations seriously, Sienna. Uh, thank you. 
Um, what, uh, what is your, okay, this is a weird question, but I just made it up right now. What's your favorite Spanish word? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> They're like, oh, they're fun really to say. Funny. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite Spanish word, not so much for like saying it, but for like what it means is sobremesa. Sobremesa is like literally a word that only exists in Spanish because it's the time after a meal where everyone's like sitting around the table and talking. And so the reason why I love that is because like, well, number one, because I love food. Number two, because I love conversation. Number three, because I just love, it says a lot about Spanish culture, about like how things are really slow, how like meals are moments, you know? So like eating isn't just something that you do because you have to do it, but eating is something where like you get together with friends, you cook together, you sit down, you have good conversation. And for me, it's like one of the most important things. So yeah. Cool. Sobre mesa. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the next question. What is a charity or cause that you care about? Ooh, charity. This is a good question that I, charity, I'm not sure, but cause that I care about is being able to help women kind of overcome their limiting beliefs mm -hmm. about their lives. So that might not be the answer that you're looking for. But for me, I think that's one of the biggest things that like, I feel really passionate about because I think it's so easy for women to kind of think that they have to live a life that input whatever excuse or input whatever anyone else has ever projected onto them. And so for me, it's, it's most important because I feel like if people were actually able to believe that they can do what they actually wanted to be doing, People would be so much happier and like life would be better for all society and because women are really badass and i wish that they were able to believe in themselves in the same way that other people believe in them. i love it no wrong answers and that's a that's a great answer <laughs> really really great um okay well what is your advice to someone who is looking for like maybe looking to move overseas and not sure how to do it. Maybe there's like a language barrier. They're worried about, um, you know, uh, safety or, and let's, let's say probably for a, um, a woman who's thinking about going overseas, what's your advice for them? Like they want to start a new life, but like you were just talking about, there's um, some fears and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, my advice to them would be, Two things. Number one would be know why you're going. And number two would be be patient with the process. So I say know why you're going because there's always going to be a lot of fears. There's always going to be a lot of things that are uncertain when you move to a new country, when you decide to go nomadic, when you decide to do anything that's extremely different. But if you know, like if you know your why, that will all, always overcome the different types of excuses. Because I mean, like everything is figure outable, you know, that's not a real world but I believe it. it everything figured out. Everything is something that like, there's always a solution. But I think it's really easy to say, hey, I can't because I'm afraid of safety or I'm afraid of how to find an apartment or I don't know how to find work. But if you just sit down and think about, okay, am I going to sit here and like sit with all of my fear or am I going to say, why do I actually want to move abroad or start a life or do whatever? And when you know that reason, that should always trump everything else that comes with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then be patient with the process because it's a journey. 
it's a journey and it's a process and it's not something that's always easy. I think it's really easy to see people on Instagram or to see people who have kind of made it already and like compare your chapter two to other people's chapter tens, you know? So it's really easy to see other people and compare yourself to where they are now, but you don't necessarily always hear the backstory. So I think it's really important to be patient with your process and to realize that it might take time. It might take a little bit of hard work, but going back to like, if you know your reasons why you want to do it, and if you know your reasons why you want to make a change, that's it. You got it. You got it. (laughs) Um, This is great. You know, I would talk to you for like ever if I could, but I, we have to, we have to stop here. Let's just, I'll just interview again next week. Let's just do it a week. I love it. Um, where can people find you online? Obviously everyone will want to connect with you now and find out what you're up to and learn about Javier and all, all the cool stuff you're doing. Where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So for me as an individual, <laughs> you can find me at Siempre Girando. I will spell it, but Beck will also put it in the show notes. Um, And then for the community of women of color, that would be Las Marinas de España, once again, show notes. And if you're interested in Sunning Co, co-living, what it's like to live in Spain and like work as a location independent worker, Sunning Co will also be in the show notes. So you can find me and the different businesses that I work with there. Awesome source. So you guys, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube and you're even remotely thinking about going to Spain, make a, make sure you check out Javier. It's awesome. Go see Sienna. She's awesome. <laughs> Dude, it's been great. Yeah. To have you. Yeah, yeah. It's been really great to have you today. Thanks for taking the time. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me. This is great. I'm excited to see it when it comes out. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.